And welcome back to another Detroit Pierce podcast. And I'm going to be honest with you. I feel really positive. And you might be thinking to yourself, why? We just lost to the Packers. We're about to lose to the Titans. We're about to lose to the Bucks, And we're about to lose to the Vikings. We don't have a coach. We don't have a GM. How could you possibly, possibly feel positive? And it's because I think think for the first time we're actually making the right moves to rebuild. I I, I really do. Sheila uh, Sheila Hempford and Barry Sanders and Chris Spielman and others are actually going to go through a GM search. She's bringing on Barry Sanders. She's bringing on Chris Spielman. How does that not get you excited? It makes me feel like we're we're seeing that hey maybe what we need to do is the right thing maybe we shouldn't just blindly follow what the patriots did and assume that it can work twice and get two people in the patriots organization and say well obviously it worked in new england maybe we should just do cut and dry what they're doing and we'll and we'll be successful maybe we need to win in a different way I just, I just think that we're doing it. And I feel positive. Chris Spielman, I love. Uh, obviously, everybody loves Barry Sanders. I think that they're looking in the right way. I think they're going to be looking in the right directions. I mean, they've already uh, they already interviewed three internal people. Hopefully, they don't get the job. No offense, Kyle O'Brien, uh, Lance Newark, Newmark, or Rob Lohman. Hopefully we make the right decision. There's been talks that they're going to meet with the former Texans GM, Rick Smith, and everybody, somebody who's not experienced might be thinking, well, the Texans suck, Pierce. Why, why should I get excited about that? No. He's the guy that built the Texans that made it to the playoffs. The guy who ruined the Texans was Bill O'Brien. This guy built it up, gave it to Bill O'Brien on a platter said hey we're going to give you a franchise quarterback a franchise wide receiver a really good defender in jj watt and some pieces around him have fun i gotta go and do some personal issue things right and then bill o'brien saw that and was like yeah see you later we're gonna ruin all that we're gonna get rid of deandre hopkins and what we're gonna get for him nothing absolutely nothing and what's a deandre hopkins anyway is he even good psych he's the second best wide receiver in the league he might even be better than DK Metcalf. I don't know. I, I really like DK Metcalf. But that's a good pick. I don't mind Rick Smith. And we're planning to meet with Lewis Riddick. Now, I've said multiple times, multiple weeks in a row, that I like how the Raiders have built their team. I understand that they're 500. I understand that they're not fantastic. 7-6. and six, They're sniffing at the playoffs. You can't tell me you, you wouldn't want what they have. Built it right. Mike Mayock knows what he's doing. He's he's gotten a, a lot of really good pieces. They've gotten hurt. You can't say that you wouldn't mind it. John Gruden's a good coach. They work well together. You can't say you wouldn't want that. So no, Lewis Riddick being interviewed for multiple jobs right now. Looking at the Lions, I can't say as though he would be a bad pick. But 
even with all of those GM names that I just named, there's one guy that stands out above the rest. Did you watch Monday Night Football? You see how good the Browns are? Have you watched the Chiefs this year? Have you seen how good they are? You might be thinking to yourself, what do those two teams have in common? Well, the same GM built both teams. And guess what? He's unemployed. Funny enough, John Dorsey is right there waiting for us. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why he's unemployed. Maybe, maybe somebody else does. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. I mean, I did Wikipedia him and it didn't say that he was under any controversy. Maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to get thrown off. But it's like, he seems to work. He seems to know the pieces. He seems to know how to draft. He seems to know what a free agency looks like. He seems to know what talent looks like. I mean, I can't, you can't say that the Browns and the Lions, I mean, the Browns and the Lions have always been compared as really crappy organizations. And now for the Browns to be sitting in a really good spot at 9-4 and four looking into the playoffs, it's hard not to say, wait a second, what have they done that we're not doing? I don't know, maybe John Dorsey can help. Maybe he can come in and help, make a big, big difference. I got, I just, I don't mind Lewis Riddick, I don't mind Rick Smith, and I, I really don't mind John Dorsey. I would love, love, love John Dorsey. I'd probably put those. I, 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 if I had to rank out of all of the GMs that we've interviewed, and all of the available GMs that we have to that that are around, I'd say John Dorsey, Rick Smith, Lewis Riddick would be in a lot of top threes. We're starting off strong. I like Rick Smith. I like Lewis Riddick. I think that they could do something with us. Lewis Riddick is a very intelligent guy. He's oh, I, I've respected him for a number of years at ESPN. I don't mind it. I really don't. But with that being said, I still feel like I'm a crazy person because I'm just sitting here going, you know, maybe this ownership is actually different. Maybe they actually do care for the first time ever. I don't know. All right, let's get to the Lions game at Tennessee. Kind of alluded to it a little bit ago, Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern. Tennessee's playing for a playoff spot. They actually are they're tied in their division. They need the win. They look good sometimes. Sometimes they look terrible. Last week lost to Indianapolis, but then they just got done Beating, no, I'm sorry, I have that backwards. They just got done beating Jacksonville, but they looked terrible against Cleveland. Then they beat the Colts by a lot, and they barely beat the uh, Ravens in overtime. Those are the last four games. Jacksonville, they didn't look fantastic against. So they might have just slept walk. I mean, they got beat. I mean, they got beat by the Browns. I mean, they came back in the second half, but they got beat by the Browns. And we're not really playing for anything, but we're playing tough. I think this will be a good game. I really do. I think this team, I, I think that this Lions team plays different. They play harder. They care. But that's so interesting because we're 5-8. and eight. What are we going to do? Win out and make the playoffs? I guess that's possible. 
need some help too. I wish we were in the NFC East, honestly. But it's like, these Titans are really good. Derrick Henry is a problem. I'm not, wow, hey, breaking news, everybody. Derrick Henry is good. So yeah, no, duh. That defense isn't good. I think this is going to be a tough game. I really do. I really think this is going to be a tough game. I don't think that they win. I think Tennessee is too strong. I think their running game is too good. I think Tannehill can do some things uh, that can be dangerous on the road. Tennessee has to win. We don't really have to win. We've kind of proven our point that we don't miss Matt Patricia and that he was terrible coaching. He's probably never going to be a head coach again. I think the point has been proven. I think that they lose. And I think that they lose pretty big. I've also said that for the last how many weeks that we're going to lose big. What, three weeks? No, I said we were going to beat Texans. Yeah, I thought we were going to lose big to the Bears. And I thought we were going to lose big to the Packers. But we kept it close. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they keep it close and win. What the heck? Anything's possible with five minutes to go and it's a one-score game. So it might even be something like that. But yeah. I think Texans, I think the Titans look really strong, and I think that you, they they probably need to win more than we do. They're at home. I think they get the win. Let's talk about some funny, not funny, that's not funny. Frank Ragnow, fractured throw. How do you not love this man? I love Frank Ragnow. He now can have a lifetime contract with the Lions. Give it to him. Who cares? I mean, if you fracture your throat for the Lions, I, this might sound a little bit weird, but I feel as though if you fracture your throat with the Lions, I think you deserve a lifetime contract. I may be wrong. I don't know. I just, I feel like you've deserved it. I feel like you've officially earned it. I think that's fair. I think that they should give him a lifetime contract now. All right, switching gears. Uh, NCAA football, Michigan and Iowa got canceled. Can't say as though that's the most surprising news, but interesting Michigan news is that they lost some big recruits. They skipped out the last two weeks. Skipped out the last two weeks. I'm, I'm putting that in quotations. Does this help? Does this help save Jim Harbaugh's job? I have to ask. I feel like I have to ask. Somebody has to ask. Does missing the last two weeks help Jim Harbaugh? Does it? I I don't know. I don't know. I can't say as though it hurts. You didn't lose to Ohio State. You never specific you weren't specific enough, okay? You said Jim Harbaugh needs to not lose to Ohio State. Well he did that. He did what you asked. Alright? And he's playing in the last week of December in a big-time Big Ten game, and he didn't lose that game either, okay? So he, in the record book, in the record books, he has zero losses in December this year. Yeah, that that math adds up. Who cares? Don't fact-check me on that. I don't, I don't know if they played early December. But does he keep his job now? Lost a couple big recruits today. I don't know. Be hard for me to say that he keeps his job. But a job that I think is very parallel. Boy, this is going to make a lot of Michigan fans mad. The Auburn gig is open. And I'm looking at the odds to become the next Auburn head coach. Here are their top options. Hugh Freeze as the Michigan head coach? Yeah, right. Billy Napier? Mario Cristobal? 
Brent Venables probably won't leave. But Jamie Chadwell? You think Matt Campbell's coming? Do you guys want Steve Sarkeesian? Mark Stoops? I know you want Luke Fickle, but he's an Ohio State guy. There's no way he goes to Michigan. Somebody's gonna, If he goes to Michigan, somebody needs to clip that and be like, ha, 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 Pierce, you moron. But it's like not a great pool of coaches right now. It isn't. Is Jamie Chadwell really the guy for Michigan to bring it all around? Is Mario Cristobal? He can't even do it at Oregon. And he's got all the cute uniforms that you could ever ask for. Is Hugh Free? Is Hugh Freeze the guy? I know he's the favorite. These are the favorites for the Auburn job, so it might be different for the Michigan job. But it's like, dude, what? There's not much to offer right now. This brings me to an next point. College football playoffs. I haven't really talked about this. I noticed uh, I was listening back. I haven't really talked about this. First off, for the college football playoffs, I think that we should have eight teams. Why not? It's 2020. Who cares? Just go crazy. And if you're worried about the bowl rights, just say, ah, the 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 Cheez-It Bowl is the uh, four or five is the whatever game. Who cares? It's the four or five game is going to be the Cheez-It Bowl. Oh, yeah, the Pinstripe Bowl, that's the uh, it's a 3-6 game. And keep the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl as the Final Four and make the National Championship the whatever bowl. Who cares? Get all that TV money. I don't know. Make it eight. It's 2020. Everything's messed up. We would all understand. Football players would. They haven't played as many games. That was the original worry. Who are they? You can't overplay them. Ohio State's only played six games. Throw them in another one. Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. But with that being said, they're probably not, they're for sure not going to do that. So I think that there's no doubt who the four teams should be. I think that there's like a big gap. I think there's I think there's three clear tiers at the top. There's tier one: Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Okay, they're in their own tier. There's no the, if a Texas A&M fan is sitting there going, "Oh, what the hell? Ohio State's in the Final Four. We're we're seven and one. They're five and zero. Oh. What the hell? That's not no no no. That's not it." If an Iowa State fan sitting around going, hey, well, I can't really do an Iowa impression. Uh, but it's like, who who's honestly thinking that? Is a Cincinnati fan really thinking, you know what, we would have beaten Ohio State? No. No. I think there's three tiers. First tier, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. The second tier is Notre Dame all by themselves. All by themselves. Because they're not as good. Yeah, Oh, but Pierce, uh, Notre Dame beat Clemson, so they're obviously better. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then there's everybody else. There is. There's just everybody else. USC, uh, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, Georgia, Florida, Iowa State, Texas A&M. They're all in a... They're not, they're not good enough. I'm sorry. And I don't even think that there should be an argument. I, I really, I really don't think it's going to be that hard. I think the hardest thing is going to be the seeding. How do they put it together? I mean, the Rose Bowl is going to sit there and be like, golly, we can have Ohio State and Notre Dame. That's great. Clemson, Alabama, first round. Ooh, Sugar Bowl wouldn't mind that. Two Southern schools down there in that in, in a typical Southern uh, Bowl. I don't mind that. 
I think that even if Clemson or Notre Dame loses that game, I think in the ACC championship game, I still think that they deserve to be in. Honestly, and I don't even like Notre Dame. I still think that the loser deserves to be in. A two-loss Clemson, this might be cause a little stir, a two-loss Clemson is still better than a one-loss A&M or a two-loss Iowa State or a two-loss Florida. They are. I'm sorry. They're just, they're just better than them. They're clearly better. If they would beat Notre Dame, I, it would, it, I'd be shocked. But yeah, that's what I think the the top four should be. Alabama and Clemson play in the Sugar Bowl. And Notre Dame and Ohio State play in the Rose Bowl. And then everybody else. If we have eight, then it would be a lot more interesting. Because then you could like, can you imagine if we had eight? Then we'd have an argument between Florida, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Indiana, Coastal Carolina, USC. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd, you could make an argument for any of those teams being better than any of those other teams. That would have been hilarious. Could you imagine? We'd be arguing about that for freaking years. Could you imagine a freaking Cincinnati fan being left out by a two-loss Oklahoma that's never won a college football playoff game in their life? Be arguing? Oh, that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. Imagine one-loss Indiana trying to figure out how they could get in this. Oh, man, they should have made it. They should make it eight. They really should. That would be so much fun. Ugh, a man can dream. A man, a man can dream. All right, let's end on our last thought, my last thought. I've kind of already alluded to it a couple times. But look, I feel like every week I come on here and do some videos for Twitter, and I feel like I'm overly positive. I get done, I stop the recording, and I'm like, man, I was just way too positive. I really was. The lines are good. No, they're not, Pierce. Come on. Have they ever been good? But right now, with everything that's going on in the city of Detroit, when it comes to the sporting teams, and when it comes to the Lions, I really don't feel like I'm being overly positive. I feel like I'm being pretty rational, honestly. The Tigers are looking up. They've got a lot of good player, a lot of good players of the minors. Stevie Y with the with the Red Wings are looking great. The Pistons are looking solid. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, but they're looking solid. They got a lot of good young players. And the Lions are going to start a rebuild. It's going to take a couple of years. But from the decisions that they've already made, it looks like they're going to make some really good moves, really smart moves. So, no, I don't feel like I'm being overly positive. I feel like I'm being quite reasonable now. We have all of the right pieces in play. We're finally moving in the right direction. Everything goes up from here. I promise. I really do. I really do promise. I think that it's all better from here. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I always appreciate it. Tweet at me. Slide in my DMs. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, see what you think about the podcast. Think about what you think about the Lions, the Red Wings, Tigers, Michigan football, Michigan State football, Michigan State basketball, Michigan basketball, whatever you want to talk about. I'd love to hear from you guys. So I appreciate y'all. God bless. Go Lions and have a great, uh, what is it, Thursday. 